you might think that a horsewoman is weak, but she's not. She's strong. We don't want no strong horsewomen. We like Shh. Ladies, gentlemen, them, they, and all, it's showtime! <laughs> Although, uh, when we do say showtime, uh, we, we do use that term very loosely, as what we've got in store for you today, well, uh, uh, our presenters have really no idea what they're going to say because they're all unprepared. So strap yourselves in and brace yourself as the Some Nobodies present PowerPoint Showdown. So I'll start that round of applause as we welcome this week's keynote speaker. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another conference. Now, tonight you're going to be hearing from four professionals and discussing the topics, the positive aspects of peer pressure. Now, with me as always, we have Dylan, and he's slightly damp tonight. We also have Michael, who he's going to be funny later if you give him to him. And we also have a special keynote speaker. I'm sorry, special guest speaker, Mr. Dan, also known as Angry Dan from the Three Geeks. How are you, Mr. Dan? Pretty good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is at least my pleasure, most likely everybody else's. Now, I'll be the keynote speaker. My name is Loki Zach, and I'll be leading this conference. Thank you very much. Now, for those who are joining us for the first time, each speaker will be given 10 minutes to present our topic of the week. And after each presentation, there will be a short Q&A from the panel. Uh, and, of course, we invite many, uh, any members of the audience to ask any questions as well. All questions are always welcome. Please ask the hard ones. Now, after our fourth presentation, the panelists will be vote uh, be voting on which speaker will be awarded the fifty thousand dollars scholarship to some nobody's university. Thanks to our Patreon members. Thank you very much. You know the three of you, and we do appreciate it. Uh, and also the nostalgia prize of the week, and that seems to be. Okay. Is it a bad MCU costume? No, it's actually uh, a Red Rider BB gun, which is oh. pretty pretty sweet. We're going to shoot somebody's ear off with that or whatever. Okay, now uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now before we get on the presentations, Updated. actually... <laughs> It's nostalgia. What do you mean outdated? Uh, now, there's actually a message from our last week's winner. If I could just go ahead and play that real fast. It is I, yours truly, the one, the only hot dog man from Hot Dog Land. My name is Hot Dog Starks, and I have the privilege and the honor to deliver this very special pep talk to you, Michael Kobe. You keep on losing in a game called PowerPoint Showdown. Now, <clears throat> I must admit, I've played this game several times before. And I remember seeing you. Michael, I, 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 I'm sorry to inform you. You got beat by Glizzy. But, 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 but that's not the point. The point is, I don't want you to give up. I want you to keep going. Keep keep working hard. Keep trying. Because one day, one day, Michael, you can finally win. Mm. Right, yeah, he really put a, he put the slaughtering on us. Uh, you got beat by Glizzy there, Michael. I'm not sure if you remember that or not. Well, uh, <laughs> Don't, but I, I'm also not going to be too upset about losing to uh, someone who has lettuce on a hot dog. It's relish on a hot dog. It looked like lettuce. Oh, that's hot dog <clears throat> sparks. You really can't fight with that. Anyway, now. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to relish tonight is victory. No. I, hate, I, hate, I hate your guts. I hate your All guts. Right, I'm leaving. PD, I hate your guts. Viewers now. are up, baby. <laughs> That's true. They just tuned in for that one. Good job. Okay, now let's see. We got some ados, but before any of them, let's get on with the first presentation, which is obviously going to be mine. Uh, peer pressure and the science of peer pressure. Now, the thing about peer pressure that a lot of people don't realize is that it's just, it's just lying, really. It's just lying confidently until people say, oh, actually, what you're saying makes sense. And there's a science behind it. 
And that's what we're going to get into tonight with my presentation, The Science of Peer Pressure. Now, next slide, please. Let's hop on into this science. Now, first, we got to define peer pressure. Now, it's an easy one. Now, for me, I'm a podcaster. So it's pretty easy for me to go up to somebody and say, you should listen to my podcast. It's satisfactory. Because honestly, out of at least the 17 reviews we have on all 17 of our shows, the average is that they're just satisfactory. They're decent. But the thing is, most people don't know that. They say to me, no, they're actually not that satisfactory. They're pretty bad. And I'm like, well, let's just break this down. There's a science to it. And I'll tell you. And after talking to them for roughly 20 to 25 minutes, they agree with me. Now, I can't tell if I tired them out, if I won them in a mental battle. But either way, it's probably science. So for this slide, you should definitely listen to my podcast because it's satisfactory. Next slide, please. Oh, boy. Now, how much value to assign to humanity's collection opinions? Mm, that's you got to let that sink in. I'm just going to I'm going to repeat that for everyone, uh, especially in the back that can't hear this. Uh, how much value to assign to humanity's collected opinions? Now, this is a meatball right now. If you had a meatball that was massive, uh, roughly seven point eight eight billion people when collected into a fine goo. Now, that's the total just amount of human goop which is fine. Some people call it glean. I don't. I call it goo. And it's a fine goo. Uh, how much value do you assign to that? I mean, it's really just kind of blood and tissue and some mucus and some snot and then probably some more snot because of COVID. Uh, but really, there's also gold in there. And there's also magnesium. If that's worth something because that's in the goo, right? Probably of people. I'll let you decide how much to put, you know, to assign that. Next slide, please. Okay, now the actual value of human opinion really is on a sliding scale. There's, yes, I did say it was science before, but it's kind of a manipulatable science. It's that kind of science where you're like, okay, there's a range here. It's not an exact number. Now, what I did was I put together a slide here or a, a scale, which is uh, the Apache Pass. We also have some Rockdale. You have Lexington. You got old dime box, old dime box. Uh, then you have a dime box proper which is obviously the better dime box. Now, what I did was I took these things and I tried to tell them what they should have been. And they put up a little bit of resistance at first, but when I told them exactly how high they should get or hot, extra high, very high, definitely kind of high. Now, what we find out is sometimes the spaceman burns. There's also a point where it gets way too high. But that's really up to you to tell people how high they are. Because when they're just wandering around, they're really just welcoming others' opinions. And you got to make sure you get in their face and say, you might be too goddamn high. Let's figure this out. Depends on if you're at the dime box proper. Next slide, please. Now, how is peer pressure utilized? This is the, probably the question I get asked the most. And they say, Loki, Zach, how much peer pressure, how is peer pressure utilized? And I was like, very easily. If you can remember the Illuminati, that I should say no to, but with enough leaning and pressure. Now, granted, these have to be peers. And that's the one thing you have to recognize is that you have to, in your mind, think that these people are actually on your level. And if they are on your level, you can easily sway them to do anything they want, such as you should come to church with me on this Sunday. Most people will initially say no. Once again, after 45 to 50 minutes of just straight hammering in your point of view without letting them speak, most likely they'll do what you need them to do. And that's my friend is how you it, that's actually how you utilize peer pressure effectively in my world. Next slide, please. Now, here are four reasons you listen to my podcast. One, it's an audible 3D, which is something that we found out after doing a little bit of research on other people's podcasts. If you just say it's in 3D, people really can't fight that because they don't understand it. As long as you come out of both ears, it sounds like it's all around them. Number two, it's friggin' fresh, baby. It's as fresh as a avocado pear. Is that an avocado? That's probably a pear. It's as fresh as a goddamn pear is what it is. Number three, we got different kinds of shapes. You could see weird humanoid shapes similar to Dylan. You could see weird globular shapes similar to me. You could see a shape that looks like just an old skeleton, which is probably Michael Colby at times. But the thing is, we don't have the same shape. And if people say, your podcast has the same shape, easily, within 45 to 50 minutes, I can explain to them why they're wrong. Four, it's like chess, not just regular 2D chess, 3D chess, audible 3D chess, which is why you should listen to our podcast, because it's 
pretty satisfactory. Next slide, please. Here's some results of the peer pressure that I've been putting on people to either go to my church to listen to my podcast or do my drugs. What I did was I broke down drug use, church attendance, also podcast listens. And if I'd have read that first, I wouldn't have said it earlier. Also, if you see the blue, that's before peer pressure. The orange, that's after some firm peer pressure. I really gave them an Indian burn worth of peer pressure. Now, what we did was I told them you could do two drugs. And they're like, sure. And I'm like, wait a minute. You could also do five and a half drugs. And they're like, why would I do five and a half drugs? And I'm like, let's just talk about this for 45 to 50 minutes. And once that's over, you'll realize I should probably do five and a half drugs. Now, church attendance, I didn't really put that much pressure on them because I knew I was saving the best for last, which is podcast listens. Now, I was like, hey, you should go to my church. And they're like, one church? And I'm like, no, no, two churches. And they're like, Okay. I'm like, wait a minute, two and a half churches. And then once again, 45, 50 minutes later, like fine, two and a half churches it is. And I was like, okay, that's a good deal right here. Now, when I really gave them the 45 or 50 minutes worth of pressure, when it came down to podcast lessons, because of how satisfactory they are, those numbers just skyrocketed roughly up to 17. Next slide, please. Now, in conclusion, once again, peer pressure is all just about manipulating your own brain into doing the things that you think it thinks it should want to do. Now, by doing some simple things like relaying your neurons down to your motor neurons or up to your sensory neurons, you can really stimulate things like receptors, effectors, and honestly, and if anything else, you can really peer pressure into hitting that love button on the Facebook. Because if anything, how else do you know if people are really responding to how much pressure you're putting onto things such as drug use, churches, listening to my podcast, or actually just manipulating my own mind into making you think that my podcast is satisfactory, which it is. Now, once again, it's the relaying of neurons because you really got to tell your own brain what you think it thinks it wants to hear. And after 45 or 50 minutes of that, you're going to do a lot of things because my friend, you're a superhuman, no matter how shitty your costume is or not. Uh, and I think that's going to be the summation of my presentation on the pressurization of your peers. Thank you very much. I do appreciate your attention. And I will answer literally every single question anyone has. Oh, okay. Dylan, who's also muted. There he is. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you for the presentation. Um, there was a very high emphasis on the 45 to 50 minute time frame could you elaborate on why that is the amount of time it takes to convince someone to listen to your podcast oh absolutely now my podcast is roughly 12 hours long and when you think about it in reference of time if i say to somebody hey you're listening to my podcast and they say okay they're not expecting much that was a very short conversation now if i really plead to them and i really break it down to them over roughly 45 or 50 minutes which is in my research the attention span people have. Once you start pressuring people for over 55 to 60 minutes, they really tune you out. They roll up their car window and they drive away very quickly, no matter what you're holding on to. But roughly around the 45, 50 minute area is when people say, fine, I'll listen to your podcast. And I'm like, there we go. I All did right. my job. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Though. Very good. Uh, Michael, insert funny name. Yeah. Um, if we could just go back to your bar graph um slide for just one second oh, good. um <clears throat> i was just wondering um you said you wanted to go to two and a half churches yeah um it seems to me like you can't read a bar graph no i can um, read because that looks to me like three quarters of a church and one church exactly um, see what, what i'm sorry i i i'm i respectfully am going to uh, interrupt you uh please respectfully now, what you are forgetting is that sometimes there's a give and a take when it comes to peer pressure. If I say, listen, bitch, you got to go to 16 churches, they're like, whoa, no. And they roll their window up and they drive away no matter what I'm holding. Now, if I say to them, hey, five churches, and we kind of settle in the 0.75 church area, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Now, if I tell you they went to two and a half churches, what I'm actually doing is it's called a pre-pressure. And I'm kind of alluding you to thinking that there's actually two and a half churches that I'm trying to get you to go to. When in all actuality, it's only 0.75 churches. Pre-pressure, my friend. Okay. Um, and 
you actually got a lot done to get people to listen to your podcast. Thank you. Um, is there any way that you can give a presentation on exactly what you did to go from three quarters of a listen to uh, it looks like about 17 and three quarters of a listen? Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, any, any more questions? Oh, Mr. Dan. What would be the, uh, like, why would you convince people for 45 minutes to listen to your podcast and not just tie them to a chair and play the podcast for them? Okay, well, number one, that's making you do a lot of work here. You got to find rope. You got to probably find a chair or something. But what's going to happen is they're going to shut down pretty quickly. You got to get them in the right frame of mind where they think, you know what? I'll just do this on my own. I don't need this. When you put people in a chair, and trust me, we've done lots of research on this. And I've really, I've put people in chairs for 45, 50 minutes. Things just do not work out the same way. A lot of crying. They can't really hear a lot of my really good reasonings for why my podcast is so satisfactory. They're kind of just screaming a lot and they're trying to use their cell phone. And I'm like, listen, unless you're looking at my podcast, you really should be putting that cell phone right. Put it down. And it's just, I'm not really getting to why I think they would actually like to listen to my podcast. Oh, thank you. But very good question. Uh, no more questions. Okay. Uh, Tim Day, I'm sorry I missed this. Uh, said, you've convinced me I'm going to listen to your podcast with the whole skeleton while doing five and a half drugs in church playing 3D <laughs> chess. Honestly, it took me less than 45 or 50 minutes just to convince this. Think about if I was doing at least three of these podcasts or three of these presentations, it would take roughly 45 to 50 minutes. I would convince you guys of a lot of things. <clears throat> now, okay, it seems like my presentation part is over. Now, once again, we do have some ados, but without them, we're going to get on to Mr. Dan. And Mr. Dan's presentation is right here. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I would like to speak to you today on peer pressure and how I made out like a bandit. Now, you see, many times peer pressure is put as a negative thing, but it doesn't have to be. And I will teach you how to use it to your advantage. Next slide, please. Now, peer pressure comes down to two simple actions. You lie and you cheat. Now, you may not be predisposed to do either of these things, but trust me, it's a lot easier. Once you do it the first time, you will love to do it. It is great. Just, you know, look at people in Hollywood or Washington. See, they got where they were by using this method that I will teach you for free, unless you want to pay me. Now, to lie, you know, you want to get a table at Dorsey, but people like it there. You just, uh, you know, you, you, you tell them... It's a horrible place, and it's bad on Yelp or on Facebook or Google Maps, if anybody actually reads that crap. And see, voila, you get the best seat in the house. Or you cheat. You know, you thought that $20 bill that came out of your neighbor's pocket was yours? It's yours. It's always yours. I mean, you just tell them it's yours. What are they going to do? It is actually yours. Next slide. Uh, now... People, they say they don't like peer pressure, but they really do. So, you know, you tell people Nickelback is bad? No, no, they're good. You know, you just tell them Nickelback is the greatest band ever. And then they don't buy the same CDs as you, if you still buy CDs, which will be another presentation some other time. <laughs> uh, now, drugs. You know, they made a big thing, especially when I was growing up in the 80s. It was like, oh, no, don't do drugs. You had the dare thing. Uh, funny story. The guy that taught our dare thing was uh, busted for narcotics. <laughs> awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, see, people do like drugs. Take that guy's example. You know, I mean, he spent all day telling kids he didn't like drugs, went home, did drugs. <laughs> what the hell? You just have to, you know. Tell them these things. You know, remember that $20 bill? Hey, those aren't my drugs that fell out of my pocket. Those are yours. Come back to me for more later when you're done with that. See, there you go. Uh, and NFTs, you like those? You like monkey pictures? They're great. You know, I mean, people don't think pictures are worth anything on the internet, but they are. 
You just get a, a rich enough person to tell them they are, and they will be. It's great. Next slide. All right. Now, <clears throat> there was a school that had a mascot that I hated. So this next slide is how I peer pressured an entire high school to change their mascot. You know, like they had a lion. And my school growing up was a lion and their team sucked. And they shouldn't have had that at all. So one, I threw shade on it. You know, you don't want a lion. You're better than that. You want a crab. Crabs are awesome. Crabs are the greatest thing. You start a rumor. That lion, after every game, he's he's congratulating the other team for beating you. You know, he, he's going over there. He's, he's showing them your playbook. You can't have that. That guy in that suit, why is he doing it? He's not getting paid. All right, so... You, you go on the social media, you make the lion a fake page for five. He says all kinds of nasty, nasty shit. See, lion just, just talking crap about everything. He can't have that. You know, I mean, whatever. And, you know, if, if that doesn't work, you blackmail them. You know, like, and, and that lion ended up in a trunk uh, for, for, for quite a while. And then, you know, voila, there's your crab. It, it, it's the best. Next slide, please. You connect with other pressurers. I mean, you go to TikTok. Look at those people. What do they do? They pressure everyone. They watch my stupid magic trick or look look at my awesome dress on a yacht somewhere. You know, I mean, th those guys are great. Remember the NFTs from earlier? You have them sell them. The military. I mean, you know, they're they're not very subtle about it but they're very pressury you know you get like five guys in the gun they'll do whatever you want them to do <laughs> uh, uh triple extentation i don't even know that's a word but you know what <laughs> it sounds great so we're just gonna leave it there uh just show them naked <laughs> chicks or naked dudes depending who it is right. you know sells everything yeah. pluto tv they need ads it could be your ads the usps they already only deliver junk mail anymore. Why can't they have your own junk mail? <laughs> and um, my, my neighbor, Brian, he doesn't have a job. <laughs> he just uh, keeps quitting cigarettes until he reads another Fox News article and how cigarettes keep you awesome for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, see, that's Brian. He's a mystery, but you just give him a job and it's fine. So, you know, you get you get Brian, you put him in the military, get him naked, put him, make, make ads of him on Pluto TV, mail them all out, give him to TikTok influencers. You see, it all works. Mm -hmm. Next slide, please. Uh, so, I've broken this down into numbers of how many things you need to do. So, for, for people to understand lies, you tell them 24 times. <laughs> That, that's what you do. You, you can do it real fast. You can do it over, you know, over a month or so. It's fine. Just, just keep telling them stuff. You know, you, you tell that to seven different people. So that's a number I would need a calculator for, for 24 times seven. And I don't really care. So uh, there, there you go. You just tell a bunch of people this lie. Hopefully you'll get to 24 sometimes. And then you need to feed them calories. This is important in, in the Royale with cheese. You just, you just keep shoving that down their throats as you're telling them lies to as many people as you can. You just, you know, you you, you take out a room in like the Hyatt and, and, and you get a whole bunch of Royales and cheese and, 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 and you just like shove it down people's throats while you're telling them lies. They'll believe anything. <coughs> Next slide, please. And who knows better? You do, of course. This is how all of this works. You lie, you cheat, you, you just, you should pressure your less than friends because they are less. It doesn't mean that they're worthless. It just means that they're worthless. So, <laughs> so, so you just tell them whatever you want to know. Whatever you want them to know, you just tell them. You know, that's my $20 bill. Here's a Royale with cheese. You know, <laughs> just all the time. You just do that. Next slide, please. In conclusion... You see, this is how children from North Korea learn how to do everything. They just, they just had somebody tell them whatever and feed them royales with cheese. And look, they're all happy and smiling. Uh, 
except for that kid right in the middle. He's not very happy, but it's okay. He will be. He just didn't get, get, get his Royale with cheese yet. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Now, I, I do have a question, if that's okay. Oh, yes, please. Questions are wonderful. Now, I was curious why you used what Pulp Fiction taught us was the French for for uh, for a, a, a big ma- or a quarter pounder uh, instead of the Royale with cheese. Could you please elaborate why French is better? Uh, well, you see, the French in that is better because everything is better when it's spoken by Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. You see, and people would latch on to that. See, it, it, it's that, you know, the popularity, the celebrity of the Royale with cheese and not the quarter pounder. Yeah. It just sounds much better. You know, it's like Casino Royale was a James Bond movie. Did not have Samuel L. Jackson, but it was pretty good. So, you know, you just you got to go with what's popular. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Not a problem. Yes, Dylan. Uh, thank you for the presentation. Um, You're welcome. If we could bring up, if the producers could bring up the slide about contacting other influencers very quick. Um, yes. There was something I wanted to ask. Um, now... X-Tentation, I believe is <laughs> how it's pronounced. X-X-X-Tentation. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also unfamiliar with it, but I was wondering if you might speak on the similarities. Be- you spoke about crabs earlier. So I was wondering if yes. you could say a similarity between X-Tentations and crustaceans. Hmm. Ah, well, see, X-Tentations have more floppy bits. Where Whereas <laughs> crabs are kind of harder and, and mm-hmm. you know, they... they, they they get around a little harder. However, they, they are not mutually exclusive. Okay. So, so, Excellent. Thank so, you. Sometimes you get crabs when you're extentations. Okay. You know. uh, Michael. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was wondering also about the triple uh, X tent action. Um, yes. I was, I, I was on triple X tent action.com. Um, and it's just people fucking while they're camping. Um, <laughs> now, does that have anything to do with the rapper? Or, I mean, <clears throat> was he ever in any of these um, camp fucking videos? He could be. I mean, who knows? Like, it, it's good to have rappers when you're fucking intense because you need to, you know, pop that on there. Maybe you might not get crustaceans, <laughs> but, but uh, as for having the rap, I mean, you know, <laughs> no, it's a very good question. I think it deserves. Thank, thank you. Actually, <laughs> uh, you have a question from the audience. Uh, mm, Tim okay. would like to know uh, what, in your expert opinion, would have been the likely outcome if you had started a rumor that the lion had crabs. Oh well, you you, <laughs> you see, this is when the crab mascot. Just, just, just pisses you off enough that you wanted to lose, and and get another one. Then, then you, you you say that he went to the lion from the other team that you've already disgraced, and now that lion has crabs, and, and you get something else. Yeah, that, I think that I think that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Dylan, did you get that? Yeah, I think I follow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you had a follow right. question. Uh, now I do have one more question before I move on to our next presentation. Uh, yes. I was curious how exactly you made out like a bandit. It seemed like that was the start of this. Uh, oh, if, if you could wrap that up for us. I, I was just a- explaining how I made out like a bandit in, in in all of these things. Apparently, I got to watch videos about tent fucking while I grabbed somebody's twenty dollar bill and and got somebody's worthless neighbor. To go to go on TikTok, which I believe are all wins. So I, yeah, no, that actually makes perfect sense. I really should have thought about that before I asked. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Dan. That was uh, not only enlightening but also enlightening. So thank you. Uh, now we're gonna have. Uh, let's see who's whose presentation is next. We have uh, we have Dylan, who's mostly dry up next. Uh, Dylan, <clears throat> thank you. Yes. Uh, fortunately, it's very very not humid right now, so I have dried out somewhat since the start of the show. Uh, but right now, I am going to speak on pressuring peers and why it's so friggin' cool. Just like this background, which looks like the carpet of your local bowling alley. Where else is cool? Your local bowling alley. It has carpet like this, therefore, pressuring peers is like the carpet of your bowling alley. And we're going to see how, maybe, over the course of the next few slides. Let's go to the next slide, please. (laughs) Now, we have a few upcoming pressures coming up, hence the title of this presentation and the slide here. Uh, okay. 
Now, of course, first, the intro slide. You've already seen it. It was the last one. This slide, you're literally looking at it, probably. The next slide, Dope AF, fam, for some graph, you need to wait a minute. We're going to get this next slide, which is Dope AF, fam. Fifth slide, which is a joke. Here's a preview. We'll see how that comes in later when we reintegrate it. It's called dramatic tension. You know something's coming, but you don't know what. And then slide six, a.k.a. the PowerPoint drift, uh, similar to the Fast and Furious moves. But until then, let's go in sequence to the next slide, which is dope AF. This is peers versus pressures. Uh, I put, took the time to put together this little uh, ring chart here for a second. <clears throat> I'm going to go through and talk about what's on it briefly. Now, 41% of this ring is lies. Believe it or not, it's not true, or I'm just misleading you. 31% of it is peers, which is another word for dummies. Does that make me a dummy? By definition, kind of oh yeah because peers are on the same level as you and if i call my peers dummies i am intrinsically calling myself a dummy as well now that fits into the 11 percent of this ring which are facts most lies are made up of facts because you disguise lies as facts or vice versa am i telling the truth here i don't know 41 percent of it maybe and then the remaining 21 percent is pressure only you know what people actually want to know because everybody is a dummy your peers dummies makes you a dummy 41% of this presentation is going to be like just straight lies. I'm lying through my teeth. Is this next statement a lie? Graph was made for you by my pressure bot AI. 41% of it could be. Let's go to the next slide, please. All right. I might have buried the lead a little bit earlier, but here is that dope AF graph I spoke on earlier, fam. Uh, you can see the y-axis is stress and the x-axis is strain. Uh, now, these are two components of what makes good peer pressure. You stress someone out, the strain on their system makes them more likely to follow what you're saying. And along this chart, you can see the run and the rise, which indicates a pretty dramatic increase in that. It hits the yield strength. Now, that's the yield of how many lies you can tell at once. Eventually, that's going to kind of like dip. And then you just got to power through it, and it's going to go back up in that arc. You're going to hit that ultimate strength, and you'll see that strain is hardening, and it's hitting that neck, like a bottleneck. I can't. There it is. There it is. Now I'm now I'm getting my camera head on. Uh, you're going to hit that ultimate strength. It's ideal to stop here. You're going to have the most number of your dummy peers acknowledge that you're right. Listen to your podcast, whatever the hell you want them to do. Jump off a cliff, do drugs, uh, have sex in a tent with a lion. I don't know. I was, you know, whatever. Uh, but if you keep going, you're going to hit that bottleneck and that uh, graph that those stress and that strain is going to fracture and people are going to stop listening to you because they're going to be like, listen, 41% of what this guy says is fake. I'm only going to spend 59% of the time listening to them. Let's spend the rest of that 59% going to the next slide, please. All right. Now, here's a joke that I was talking about by yours truly. Uh, now, I did take this uh, joke and the illustration are paired from an 18th century manuscript that was illustrated by a Tibetan monk about the dangers of looking at people through a straw. And if that straw particularly has liquid in it. Uh, the joke is, uh, let me see if I can enlarge the screen. Unfortunately, I don't have this memorized. I say, fellow, what have you got? Blisters, sir. Let me have a pound. Vodent M. By the pound. Visela M. By measure. By measure. Oh, then I'll take a yard. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> quite translate. Um, I mean, it, it, Tibetan monk, 1800s. Hmm. Language barriers, time. 41% uh, of what I'm saying is just outright falsehood. Uh, this is a situation where, you know, I got some laughs out of there. Perfect. I convinced you, thanks to the peer pressure, because we're all dummies on this panel, that that was a funny joke. Let's go to the next slide. Yeah. As I said earlier, literally 15 seconds ago, even I can peer pressure people. Attempt to peer pressure someone smoking camels. Someone here's probably smoked a camel. Right? I can't get you to do it on like at this conference. We're in a no smoking zone right now. Uh, but hey, you know, cigarettes. Doesn't that make you just, you, you smoke it and you feel good? I don't know. Go smoke a camel after the show. Go hang out and back with the rest of the uh, restaurant crew. They're all smoking. They're all in their tens. Um, I'll get to the second one in just a second. Um, but I mean, really, when we're talking about peer pressure, um, 
I mean, we are our own peers. Mm-hmm. When it comes to ourselves, we're all dummies, right? I know I'm a dummy. I came onto the show after just taking a shower. No, what, I don't know what's going on. I'm never going to be able to replicate this, but I do kind of like it, which is a real shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, when it comes to improv solo skits, what else am I doing right now? <laughs> I did write this presentation beforehand, but I didn't write a script for this. This is all improv and I'm doing it solo. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see more solo skits, you, you, my pointing me there anyone watching through the camera oh <clears throat> any whatever platform you're on if you're watching us live on facebook uh in instagram no we're not on instagram linkedin twitch twitter any of those like and subscribe i can see it when you like this video a little notification pops up i want to see notifications pop up in the 10 seconds after this airs on your screen because there's like a delay i want to see likes pop up do it. I want to see those viewer counts stay even or go higher. Do it. And then subscribe to this on our YouTube channel, Some Nobodies, and you can watch more of these. And you can like those videos. Do it. <sighs> yeah, you. Yes, Tim Day. This guy. I don't know you personally. Like and subscribe this video. <sighs> I tried. Let's go to the next slide. Now, these are top topics to pressure peers with. Uh, number one is Taco Bell. Uh, it has a secret Italian menu, actually, if you didn't know that. Um I wouldn't recommend it because so few people know about it that the ingredients they have on hand to make the stuff get really old. And then when someone orders it, they're like, ah, shit, we have to break out the pepperoni, but it's in the back of the walk-in. Nah, not worth it. But they love it when you order it. So you should go try that. Ask for an Italian pizza instead of the Mexican pizza. They'll know exactly what you're talking about. Special K, the best drug, the worst cereal. Don't eat the cereal. Used to eat the cereal in high school with little chocolate chunks in it. Not worth it. Uh, I haven't done the drug, but I've been very in very close proximity to people who have done it, and they seem to be having a pretty good time. Uh, Fiat, the safest, most versatile vehicle, and a joke which somehow has kept cropping up on this show. Uh, and cigarettes, because it only causes future cancer. Uh, I don't know how cigarettes keep coming up as a joke that I keep making in more than one episode of this, but hey, go smoke them. Let's get to the next slide, please. <laughs> In conclusion, peer pressure is a lot like um, it's all like those videos that Mr. Dan likes on xxxtentaction.com where you got some people in a tent and uh, they all get covered in stuff, just like this slide here. And just like that stuff there, peer pressure will cover you in things you want to do. Hmm. It'll, it'll, the, the pressure of your peers will make you want to do things. Sometimes in a tent, uh, we do not endorse cigarettes. Don't go smoke cigarettes. I, I don't know why I put that in there. Uh, that's the end of my presentation right there. But you should like and subscribe this video. Nobody has liked this video in the time since I ran that slide. So that's kind of a bummer. But we'll see what happens after this airs. All right. Some questions. Uh, let's hear from Mr. Dan. Uh, so I was just curious on the timing of the cigarette. Is it before, during, or after you smoke the camel? Uh, I mean, it's during because that camel is going to be so large and it takes a while. So you might as well gotcha. calm down while you're doing it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Uh, Michael Colby, because I yeah. think that's a funny last name. Uh, <clears throat> I was just wondering um, if you were talking about camels, the uh, cigarettes, because mm. the last time you tried to pressure me into smoking a camel, um, I ended up getting kicked out of the petting zoo. Um, so is that the same, is that the same thing? I also ended up looking like that last, uh, that last slide that you showed. I mean, um, you really shouldn't be smoking around children. Um, whether it's a camel or American spirits or whatever. Um, and I mean, I don't know, man, you left in such a rush that there were so many spider webs in your way. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> We do have a couple questions for the audience. Let's hear them. If I may. Uh, Tim Day would like to know, I'm currently smoking a cigarette, but I don't know where to acquire a camel. Can you direct me to the closest zoo or circus? Uh, I don't know where you are, Tim, so I would probably do a pretty bad job of that. But um, what? I was going to say I was a perfect dancer. I didn't know you were going to. Oh, no, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Cincinnati has a zoo. It's kind of centrally located. Mm, Nice. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend staying in Cincinnati too long. You'll get sick from breathing there. Yeah, Yeah, it's not that good. Uh, 
Tim Day would also like to know oh. that grap was dope AF. I was wondering how and if it could also relate to constipation. Uh, can we return to the graph actually really quick? Oh, absolutely. I just need a refresher. There we go. Okay, yeah, we were talking about stress and how it relates to strain. And while this is technically designed for peer pressure, I mean, <laughs> I, I hadn't initially thought that this was a multi-purpose graph, but I suppose you could like relate it to that. You know, you got to run. You got to rise the toilet seat. You know, as the toilet seat rises, the pressure increases. <clears throat> your yield strength, I mean, constipation is going to dip. And then you hit the ultimate strength. And if you go too hard, you're just going to break something. Yeah. Yeah, that almost makes sense. But while this graph is up, I do have a question, though. Yeah, sure. Uh, what is the necking situation on this graph? Uh, it's trying to get someone to make out with you. Oh, but is this before or after you're smoking camels? Uh, it, I mean, it depends on the taste and, you know, a lot of people I know tend to smoke when they drink, so they might be a little drunk and, you know, you make out when you're drunk or something. So, yeah, uh, I think I had originally, when it comes to peer pressure related to that bottleneck where people stop eventually. Yeah. Just like turtle heading. Eventually you reach a, a point where people stop listening. Well, I'm listening to turtle heading. Can we yeah. get back into that for a second? Into turtle uh, heading? No. I, think I've, I think I've spoken enough. No, I completely okay. agree. Uh, Dylan, who's mostly dry, thank you very much for our presentation. Of course. It was uh, also enlightening, which is cool. Uh, now, we do have one more ado, but before we get into it, Mr. Michael, who would like everyone else to do the work and give him a funny name, he has a presentation. Yeah, thank you, Zach. Um, uh, now, what is peer pressure? I don't fucking know. We're going to find out together with this uh, presentation that I wrote and made with my own two hands. Um, also, sometimes my feet, um, because that's just how I do. Um, so let's learn together. We'll learn what peer pressure is. Um, we, we might also learn something about ourselves. Uh, if I could get the uh, initial first slide, which is also the next slide, please. <clears throat> now, this is showing us how peer pressure enters our system. As you can see, um, the, the beams of pressure are coming from the outside. And once they get into your head, no matter whether it's through your eyes or it's through your ears, uh, sometimes the nose, um, sometimes peer pressure does enter your butt. That was not part of this slide, but uh, any way it gets into you, um, it swirls around in your head. Um, it makes you do things. It makes you think things that uh, maybe you m might not agree with even. Um, peer pressure sometimes is so strong that it can make you think and do things that you think are wrong and bad. Um, we will get into that a little bit more later. Um, if I get to the next slide, please. Now, as you can tell, um, I did a lot. I did so much work on this graph. Um, now, the sources of peer pressure, um, they come from all over the world. Um, as you can see in the middle is a map of uh, the world. All of the countries, all of the continents are represented um, in this middle part. Um, now we have some offshoots. Uh, we have the Danish subgroup. Um, we have the Polish subgroup, the Russian subgroup. Um, we have the Middle Eastern subgroup and we have the, uh, the uh, other subgroups um, of other countries that exist in the world. Now, I don't have enough time to go over all of this uh, because really all it's showing is that the different types of peer pressure come from different places. Um, we have the Polish, we have the Polish uh, type of peer pressure and the Russian type of peer pressure, and sometimes they overlap into the Latvian subgroup of peer pressure. Um, 
we have several different types of Danish peer pressure um, that that somehow escaped being part of the world peer pressure. Um, but even that is different from itself. Um, now, I'm not going to, again, I don't have enough time to go over all of this. Let's just say that this this blue, the American, um, the North American, South American uh, peer pressure is, of course, the strongest. Um, everyone wants to do what the Americans uh, want, want them to do because everyone knows that uh, America is the best and strongest. Uh, next slide, please. Now, how to resist peer pressure? Um, you can't. Um, the closest thing you're going to be able to do to get away from peer pressure is to actually destroy your own eardrum. Um, it, it stops about three quarters of the peer pressure from coming in. Um, as everyone knows, uh, 73% of peer pressure comes in through the ears. Um, 21% comes in through the eyes and then the rest uh, does come in through the butt. Um, but if you get rid of your own eardrums, you can't hear the peer pressure coming in. Um, and then it just, instead of circling around your brain, um, it just sort of rattles around in there and then just falls out. Um, it's really the best way you can do it. But But uh, <clears throat> next slide, please. Now, we have some advanced solutions against peer pressure. Um, these may look to you like um, IKEA furniture, uh, but I assure you that's not what they are. These actually um, are computer chips. Um, once you destroy your eardrums, um, you don't let the peer pressure come in through the ears anymore. Um, what you need to do is get one of these computer chips implanted into your brain. Um, and what, what the computer chips do is it takes the visible, the visible peer pressure that, um, that, that can, that can still come in, um, and it traps it. It's like a Ghostbusters uh, ghost trap, uh, but for visual peer pressure, um, it opens up, it sucks in the visual peer pressure, and it traps it there. Um, then you do have to go to the doctor, uh, get it removed, and get a new chip uh, implanted. It does go directly inside of your skull. Um, it's not an easy operation. It's not fast. But if you really want to stay safe from peer pressure you've already destroyed your eardrums you're going to get this chip put in um and will the the rest of the peer pressure we will acknowledge um in a later slide uh can i get to the next slide please now this science is peer-reviewed um what that means is uh we have gone to several different ocean towns um, with carnivals on the pier. Um, and as everyone knows, science comes from the ocean. Everything comes from the ocean. Um, and everyone knows that the best science is done near the ocean. Uh, so anytime you go to a pier, you're going to find a scientist and you'll be able to, uh, get your, you'll be able to get your research verified by scientists. Um, five out of five scientists say that our brain uh, chip is good science. Um, also, uh, once you're deaf, you don't have to listen to anybody else's podcasts. Um, you don't have to listen to any podcasts at all, um, which is a great thing because most podcasts, as you know, are fucking terrible. Um, so we'll get the research done. Um, the, the science station on this particular pier 
is the most sciencey looking one. That's why we picked this one. But just go to any old pier at any old ocean and you'll be able to find some scientists. Uh, next slide, please. Now, should you submit to peer pressure? We've already taken care of the ocular uh, peer pressure with the chips, and we've already gotten rid of the uh, earular uh, peer pressure by destroying our ear bones. Uh, now, the only good kind of peer pressure that there is is the kind that, that comes in through your butt. And as you can see from this slide, um, this is actually the best position to receive um, peer pressure um, inside of your butt. So we don't look. Some smart Alec keeps putting up the the tame the the name uh, rear pressure, which we have stopped using about eight years ago. Um, we need to stop using the pun name rear pressure. It's no longer funny. Um, we thought it was funny when we came up with it, but now it's just, it. it's in so many scientific journals. People think it's funny. They're using it to, they're just, it, it's not funny anymore. So um, if you could please the producers just stop letting whatever joker Whatever Joker is putting this this comment up, just please stop. Um, now, after a while, you're not going to need the bar anymore um, to get into the position um, to receive your anal um, peer pressure. But to begin with, you probably want to use the bar um, because it's going to help you bend that spine down where it needs to be. Um, and... Uh, well, you, I mean, you can see how this works. So I'm going to ask you to go to the next slide, please. I'm getting a little bit. Um, now, in conclusion, you're going to be able to see the way that uh, whoever is giving you the peer pressure um, into your butt, this is the way they do it. Um, they put the pressure, they, they smear the pressure on the palm um, get it on the fingers and then they, they insert the entire, just like this, just, just like that. Um, that's the noise that it makes if the pressure is being administered properly. Um, and it will turn your butt into a glove. Um, and then the pressure will be in there, the peer pressure and also the, uh, the, the fisting pressure. Um, which believe me, not a bad thing. Mm. Um, so I think we all learned something, including myself about peer pressure, how to not be influenced by the wrong kinds of peer pressure and only to be only to be influenced by the right kind of peer pressure. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. <clears throat> now i will take any and all questions as a matter of fact um mr dan looks very enthusiastic to have his um question answered mr dan you are i, I am muted and now i am not <laughs> there we are uh so um of the patients that 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 have uh gone through the uh let's say deafening therapy does, does does that make the quant the quality of the podcast that they listen to better or worse and if it makes it worse have there been any studies on like an anal suppository for the podcast as well as the rear pressure well as i said um most podcasts are not worth listening to mm -hmm. um so by not being able to hear the podcasts, you are in fact making them better. Um, that goes a hundred percent of the time. Um, there's only one good podcast 
Um, we'll be getting to that a little bit later as well. Um, but for the most part, the rest of them, um, we do have a butt plug with a, with a, a subwoofer in it that only plays Jack Billings presents haunted apartment complex. It goes into your <laughs> anus and then you can feel the podcast mm. throughout your entire body. And it's, it's really the only one you need to listen to. Um, and otherwise, uh, no podcast can get through. So it's, it's really the best of, of all worlds. Mm. I see. Thank you. Uh, Dylan. Um, first off, thank you for the presentation. Mm. Um, I was wondering if you could speak on the influence that uh, XXX Tent Action had on the development of anal peer pressure theory. Well, you have to go to... I don't think we use that phrase anymore. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, you have to go to the anal fisting tab of XXX Tent Action. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's the third tab in. I don't know why Step Family is, is second, but uh, it seems to be popular with people. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But if you go to it's it's the largest section. It's the mm -hmm. one with the most amount of videos in it. Um, it'll show you the correct way to apply peer pressure to um, where you need to apply that to. Okay. okay. Uh, Loki Zach. Uh, secondly, thank you very much for the presentation. Uh, I found it enlightening. Uh, firstly, <clears throat> do you need different kinds of uh, chips depending on which form of pressure comes to you? Is there a butt chip uh, for the, the anal pressure? Or is there the one that goes in your head for everything? You obviously weren't paying attention to no. the thing. Um, I'd muted myself. This is just for the peer pressure that comes in through your eyes. Um, you, you've already stopped the ear pressure mm. by shattering your eardrum. Yeah. Um, just what you want to do in order to, I didn't, I don't think I explained this properly, but what you need to do to shatter your eardrums is you want to take um, two big speakers and you want to put them right up to your ears mm. and then you want to play silicon angels just as loud as you possibly can and that plays the perfect frequency to shatter those eardrums and you'll never hear anything again um and then the ocular uh peer pressure chip is what this is here it goes Whoa. uh the peer pressure comes in through your eyes it gets trapped in the chip and then you have to get rid of the chip and get a new one put in. Um, they do take a significant portion of your skull each time this happens. So after the third or fourth time, you're going to want to um, avoid uh, ocular peer pressure as much as you possibly can. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, and I'm sorry for not paying attention to half of that. You're not. Um, Dylan. You have a question. Uh, yes, I just have one more. Um, yes. You briefly spoke at the end of your presentation about the use of an anal subwoofer. I was wondering if you yes. could speak on the usage of an anal dom woofer as well. Well, the subwoofer is provided to you by the dom woofer. Um, <laughs> they are they are a furry. Um, they wear the head. Hmm. Um, the the only the only bad part about it is um, those gloves that they wear are um, abrasive and mm -hmm. also much bigger than a normal human hand. So that mm -hmm. first time that you get the, the anal uh, subwoofer put in, um, it is unpleasant. Uh, but after that, it's fine. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. We do have a couple of questions from the audience. Uh, Mr. Tim Day would like to know, can you elaborate more on peer pressure or on how peer pressure enters the rectum? And is there a tried and true scientific method for blocking this point of entry? Well, if you're wearing your um, if you're wearing your Jack Billings presents haunted apartment complex butt plug, um, the the peer pressure is not going to be able to uh be inserted but um in case mr tim day missed my example earlier it goes in much like this oh yeah oh, okay just just like that 
Yeah. Um, now, if we can have the producers bring up um, <clears throat> the subgroup uh, uh, slide real fast with all the groups. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Mr. Tim Day would like to know, does the Danish subgroup come in fruit flavors mm. or is it strictly cheese? Well, it it has the fruit flavors with it, mm. but it does all have the cream cheese. Um because why would you want it without the cream cheese? The the Danishes, you know, the Danishes don't go well for people who are uh, lactose intolerant. But mm -hmm. it also makes the um, applying the the peer pressure sometimes easier um, awesome. if you do have a lot of Danish. And he would also like to know if you can give us a example of a Latvian uh, peer pressure. Uh, yes, the the Latvian peer pressure um, involves a lot of uh, the technical term for it is smooshing. Um, it it involves it involves uh, very heavy books and uh, a a large woman uh, walking on you. Um, it's really it it's only for the hardcore. Um, you, you need to be a master of peer pressure before uh, you work on that Latvian. Um, so, Mr. Tim Day, um, you can you can start with something a little bit. You don't want to jump right into the Latvian. Perfect. Uh, Jason Taylor would know, can you use smooshing in a sentence, please? Uh, yes. Uh, if you want to smoosh, um, I'm down, baby. Hmm. Okay. Uh, now, Tim Day does have a follow-up question. He said, now, finally, uh, follow-up question. If science comes from the ocean, does that mean the toadies were singing about science in their hit, quote, I Come From the Water, on their stellar album entitled Rubberneck? Um, again, I don't know who these jokers are um, who keep getting these questions in here, uh, but Everyone knows I do not talk about the toadies. Um, this is a very sore subject for me. The toadies know what they did. And every anyone who knows me and my work also know what the toadies did to me. Um, I just, I, I can't, I, I, I'm, sure. I don't like to get thrown off of my game, but just the mention of the toadies is making me so angry. I can't even think straight right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason Taylor would like to know, uh, same question as Tim, but applied to the Nirvana album cover. All right. I have, I've, this is enough <laughs> about nineties grunge bands. I, I have other presentations that I have to do tonight. Mm, okay. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, well, thank you very much, Michael, without a funny uh, last name. That was, enlightening uh now <clears throat> with that and oh oh wait sorry tim tape would like to say i'm sorry i didn't know these were trigger words uh yep uh and he honestly probably doesn't i have no idea okay now listen uh at, <laughs> with all the presentations given each member of the panel will indicate with uh with what speaker they believe deserves to win the fifty thousand dollar grant awarded from some nobody's patreon account and the collector's nostalgia prize of the week now i'm going to ask everyone to please uh, uh rate with a number i will be number one mr dan is number two dylan is number three michael is number four now, when I get done counting to three, please show me a fingers. One, two, three. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Everyone wins. We all have to room together at some nobody's <laughs> university. Oh, okay. God. Yes, we have to share this knowledge. Uh, Michael's <laughs> XXX tent action office in the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, and, and Dylan's camel smoking, which is going to be a brand new habit that I'm excited to take up. Uh, Dylan's going to love it. Now, Can we put that on XXS10 action? I mean, oh, yeah, well, we're going to have yeah. to. Um, <laughs> now, that concludes our conference for the week. Uh, I'm going to say, Dylan, uh, tell us what our next week's conference is going to be. Pretty please. Uh, the proper way to smoke a camel in a tent. <laughs> please tune in next week whatever you're watching this on uh to hear us uh talk about how to probably smoke a camel and uh obviously 
I've been Loki Zach, and my payment for doing this is to make someone give us a new outgoing slogan. So, Mr. Dan, please, our new outgoing slogan. Oh, God. Uh, just go watch some XXX Temptation, everybody. Yeah. I We're love that. Here. All right, let's listen, get out of here. Real, listen real to Jack Billings and Silicon Angels and Three Geeks and all of those, and we're going to go. Yeah. We're gonna yep, go. Find links everybody. everywhere. We love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Strong. They're raised to be weak because the men, where I'm from, are weak, but we don't like to think we're weak. So we not weak ourselves by making our women strong, by making our women not strong. And I think that makes perfect sense. <clears throat> Thank you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of Some Nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win. Join us next week for another showdown. Thanks for providing that big, 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 big prize, guys.